Welcome to another podcast of Long Chair Podcast. This is Bradley Weather welcoming Johnny Weather on. And we're missing hey. one of our brothers. Johnny, how you doing? I'm doing well tonight, Brad, but you are right. It's just uh, instead of us being three humans tonight, we are only two humans who identify as males sitting on the psychiatrist's long chair, writing common sense, holistic prescriptions for a healthier America tonight. And we hope that our friend Captain gets healthy. So do you, are you a product of the public school system or a private school system? I am a product of multiple public school systems. Multiple public school system. What was your favorite? None. <laughs> so uh, my, well, my I shouldn't school. say. Well, I was going to say real quick. You know, when I lived down in the South, um, I had a lot of great teachers, white and black. Uh, there was no issues, and my I learned more of my history of our country from our black teachers down south, especially my knowledge of civics from them than I did uh, up in the north or out in the west. And I am a product of the public school system, and I uh, I did go on to college, play football and that kind of stuff, but I never questioned my education never questioned how much money was being spent and those kinds of things i saw an article this uh, weekend that the minneapolis public schools predicts enrollment decline and budget shortfall and i thought wow. to myself you know when i when i went from junior high to high school i remember that my parents were telling me do you really want to play football because we have to pay for it? So you really, if you want to do it, you got to really want to do it. And I said, absolutely, I'm playing football. I'm going on beyond high school, right? But it now dawns on me that that might, in the late 80s, that might have been the start of schools spending more than what they take in. It, it seems odd because I really have never thought about it that deeply until I read this article. And basically, <clears throat> this article states that there's a few factors in why the schools are having a shortfall. They're blaming it on COVID-19. They're blaming it on the cost of teachers, which the Minneapolis uh, Teachers Federal Union is um, the one of the big culprits. If you read through the whole article, you don't just read the first paragraph. You will you will get to the gist of the article. And so the Minneapolis, just Minneapolis school district, has gone down from thirty three thousand five hundred students to twenty eight thousand six hundred. And they they attribute that less than sixty percent of the kids are actually attending a public school, which that means they're making other choices. They're doing something else. And when you read on past that, they have been negotiating with the Minneapolis Teachers Union that they cannot afford to pay them and give them what they're asking. Minneapolis Teachers Union, how did they respond? Uh, they're probably going to strike. That's what Correct. teachers do like children when they don't get their way. So we're, we, we're telling you and we're showing you numbers that enrollment is down. We don't have the same revenue. Obviously, you don't get the same money from the state, but you're still going to ask for more money. And that then sounds those... like the uh, U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. 
that was an interesting article. I, I saw that. Did you know that the U.S. women's soccer team, they get paid 20% of the revenues and the Correct. men's teams get paid 9%. Now, the Correct. men's team still makes 30 times more than a women's team, but they only get 9%. So they're not getting paid the same percentage to play the same game. Correct. But it's all in the name of equality. And I'll backtrack here. I read an interesting article too out of... Uh, uh, about Minnesota, ironically, and about Minneapolis and St. Paul, that 10 of their schools, uh, the children are, there's zero proficiency in math. Zero. 10 of their schools literally have all students between third grade and eighth grade are not proficient in math at their educational level. So you can blame COVID all you want. I'm not going to. I'm going to blame and I'm, I'm going to shoot it right out there and teachers get on your toes for this one. Get your nails ready for the chalkboard. It's your school union fault. It's your woke agenda fault. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I just, I can't. People are, you know, to sit here and ignore the 800,000 pound elephant standing right in the middle of the elevator with everybody, not even in the room, he's packed in the elevator to literally ignore what's really happening out there. We know it's the woke agenda. We know parents are furious. All you got to do is go online and read read comments of real people. Read read news that has comments from real people, not the bot programs like MSNBC or the Daily Mail, you know, the bot programs where they've got half the AI bots drilling in most of their comments. I'm talking about real Americans. Go on Twitter. Twitter is a free platform now. When I say free, I mean it's free speech. People are saying things they shouldn't say on there. But they're talking about this subject. You know, I read another article, Brad, and you'll get a kick out of this. I'm going to challenge you here. 93% of the students in this city, in this entire city school district, and by the way, this is a metropolitan city we're about to speak of, just to throw you a hint. But in this city, 93% of the students are not proficient in math. 93% don't know anything, are not proficient in math. We can call them dumb. We can blame it on the teachers. But here's the point I'm making. 93%. You tell me, Brad, what city? Is that Chicago? Well, you're definitely thinking correctly. Try again, though. So I read an article about Chicago and how they're not prolific uh, readers at all. Um, I thought maybe it went on to math also. So I'm going to say it's got to be a bigger city. I'm going to say Philadelphia. Oh, you're still working the right direction. I'll give you one more crack. So it's over on the East Coast. Okay. All right. So yes. East Coast. Um, 90, now, you're right, though, you know, about Chicago. They had like 60 schools or something stupid where not a single kid can read and write at their age level, at their grade level. That's absurd. But – Let's figure out this city. 93% of students can't, are not proficient in math. I'm going to guess Baltimore. <laughs> Bingo. Boy, if we had bells and whistles to go off right there. You win a prize. You're right. It is Baltimore. It's disgusting. It's Baltimore. Baltimore City is facing a devastating reality as the latest round of state test scores are released. Our Project Baltimore team analyzed the results, and as Chris Papps reports, there's a shocking number of city schools where not a single student is doing math at grade level. 
I see the brightness of Baltimore kids. It's now been more than a year. We're not living up to our potential. Since Giovanni Patterson made national headlines by suing Baltimore City Schools for failing to properly educate generations of students. We, the taxpayer, are funding our own demise. Patterson was born here. He has seen the failures firsthand. But what Project Baltimore just told him at first rendered him speechless. <laughs> My immediate reaction is take your kids out of these schools. And of course, the other city is Chicago, right? The one that's got all these schools. And now we throw Minneapolis. You know, I'll tell you folks out there, I, I think you're already saying it to yourselves, but I'm going to say it. What do they have in common? They're all Democrat-run cities. What else? They're all having woke agendas. What else? They're all run by school unions. What else? They're huge districts that are totally overfunded, overpaying their teachers and have no consequences for delivering us illiterate children. That is right there. All of these teachers, if you don't get a voice and get a backbone and stand up to this woke agenda, you're going to be out of a job. And guess what? You can go work at McDonald's. I don't care. And when you're there crying about it, make me my damn Egg McMuffin. The, the Star Tribune February 22nd article goes on to say that the uh, school district superintendent is saying that they're obviously going to have, because of all this, there's going to be talks about closing schools and laying off teachers. So your oh. woke agenda and telling parents that they have no say in what you teach our kids is not going over at all. And are they getting the message? They're not no. getting the message. I saw a video no. where a teacher was saying that parents that think they know more than the teachers and speak up ought to think again because teachers are fully educated, PhDs, they know a lot more than we know, and we should have no say in how they teach our kids. And I think the okay. fundamental thing that they're missing is they're our kids. They're not your kids. Well, I think they're I think they're fundamentally missing too the fact that we graduated too. So now you're pretending like you're smarter than us. What, because we chose a different profession than you? Because I chose to put my life more at risk and make a lot more money than you and spend more time with my family than you do? Because a guy chooses to be a lawyer, he's not as bright as you. Because a man chooses to work in a factory or a woman chooses to work in retail, that doesn't make her brighter than the teacher? What arrogance. What disgusting arrogance of these teachers. And again, school unions, here's, here's one for you, everybody. Contemplate this thought. Go around to your district in your metropolitan city, and why don't you Google and find out or DuckDuckGo or whatever other service you want to use to find information. Try ChatGPT. Figure out how much money the school unions spent out in campaign contributions from everything from school board and county commissioner all the way up to the president of the United States. And ask yourself, could that money have gone to our kids, their education? You should be pissed, parents. This woke agenda, this is disgusting, and it's pulling people out. The fact that they shut down colleges and universities, but yet they still charge people for COVID, even though they couldn't be there? Oh, just do it online? It's just a money grab. It's always a money grab. Just like the unions are a money grab. School districts, your voters need to get smart.
Minnesota Teachers Union funneled nearly four million into state elections. Let me say that again. Minnesota Teachers Union funneled nearly four million dollars into state, just the state, state elections. (laughs) Here's an interesting one for you, too. Now, there's four million, right? There's four million right there. Okay. Now we can blame the, the, the teachers, we can blame the union, we can blame the superintendent, we can blame the woke agenda, we can blame all of this stuff too. But parents, you have a responsibility too. And this is a fact, because here's a statistic that'll blow you away. I believe in it, Brad, you probably have the numbers because you're real good on the numbers side. But if memory serves me, there is a county just above Minneapolis to the north side. And they share a district. It's the Anoka Hennepin. I think it's the largest in the state. The ironic part to this is, is I believe if, if memory serves me correctly, the students up there, the, the schools spend half as much money on the students per student ratio. They spend half as much money per student in Anoka that they do on the schools in Minneapolis. But yet the graduation rate is like twice as high or much higher than that. Oddly enough, when I ran for office, I was educated on this. Uh, I looked at the numbers, the Anoka, it's Anoka Hennepin, because some of the schools are in Hennepin County, but it's it's the same school district, uh, number 11. Anoka, Coon Rapids, and Blaine, which are three huge high schools in that school district, they average anywhere from 11 to 13,000 per student for funding. You look at wow. St. Paul Public Schools and Minneapolis, the city of Minneapolis, the city of St. Paul, they both spend in excess of $21,000 on each child. And Okay, so it's not budget, quite double, but it's still considerably close to double. But in this article, the Minneapolis, just the Minneapolis school district received $75 million in federal funds. They are still going to have a shortfall of $21.5 million this year. So these teachers are complaining they're not paid enough. They undereducate your children. Think about this, Minneapolis residents. Seriously, wake up. Good Lord, man, wake up. They spend dang near twice as much money on your students to get graduation rates significantly lower, to have 10 of your schools literally have every student not proficient in math. This is what you're getting for your money. Whereas you can send them up to the suburbs and those kids are getting better grades. They're graduating at a higher rate. They get to go to college, have a life. Why is the problem in the cities? And why do you have to spend twice as much money? I think your politicians are a serious problem here. Well, and of that $4 million that the teachers union in Minnesota funded to politics, uh, two and a half million went to the DFL house itself. So they spent all that money just on the Minnesota house. And then they spent $1.2 million to candidates, both for Senate it's and disgusting. for other nonprofits and things like that. Um, so what does that leave? It leaves like $300,000 that maybe, and it's just a maybe, maybe they spent on a Republican candidate. So over 90% Regardless, of the funds. They shouldn't be spending anything, Brad. Well, I don't mean I, you to know cut what? you off, buddy, but they shouldn't spend a nickel when you can't get the kids educated 
What leg are you standing on in your argument? I mean, if you want to debate me, I will debate the head of the school district. I will debate the head of the union. You tell me why you should get a nickel from any teacher out there when you cannot get our kids educated. And you can't do it for almost twice as much money as other districts. Don't give me this baloney of overpopulation. Don't give me any. Let me tell you what the problem is. Your wokeism is the problem. The problem is, is you don't have enough dads in your families. These are the problems. Why don't you wake up Minneapolis, get off your butts and actually go voting the right people to run these schools, get rid of these stupid Democrats and their woke ideology and take hold of your kids' dreams. Give them a life for crying out loud. Instead of listening to these teachers who uh, I read an article in uh, Today's Parent, um, it was la- it was late last year, but uh, there was five things that teachers want to tell parents that they shouldn't do. I mean, this is just one article, right? Ouch. This is but they hurt, don't right? they don't this want them to socialize. Don't have your best friend at a school where your daughter or your child um, goes to school with another child. And they're best friends. Don't become best friends with that other mother. Don't waste your time doing that. Don't save the socializing. Do it at it's home crazy. or do it on your weekend. Don't do it at the school. Number two, um, <laughs> abide by the rules. Yes, abide by the rules. Just give your kid a kiss. Let them go to their classroom. Move along. Uh, number three, stop sniping at them about summer. I mean, parents are telling them, well, you have the summer off. Why, you know, how hard is your job? You work during this time, but you have the summer off or they're just having fun with them because they're jealous, right? That they have the summer off. You teach my kids and then you have the summer off. That's a great job, right? They don't want, the teachers don't want to hear about that anymore. Take a chill pill, they want to tell you, and then buy supplies for them. So not only is it not enough to spend $21,536 per student. Now they want you to buy the supplies for the classroom also, even though, as you've pointed out, they're not getting the results. Other than a weatherman, tell me any other job where you'd be able to keep your job if you're not accomplishing what you're supposed to do, i.e. President of the United States. You're not teaching the kids how to read, write, and arithmetic. Well, hey, I should tell you, man, I've been buying supplies for kids for years. I used to go into the school and buy a bunch of extra supplies and bring them into the teachers. And I'll be honest, I used to give over five figures a year as donations to schools. And yet it's unbelievable. I started to see this ideology coming out some 10, 12 years ago. And I walked right into the school and I said, funding's cut off. No more volunteer work. No more nothing from me. Don't call me for supplies. You supply them. And the school was like, well, your kids have to have supplies. And I said, no, I've given you guys over $50,000. And yet you can't even educate my kid. You asked me for money. You asked me for volunteer. Why don't you get off your butts, get rid of your stupid agenda, get back to, back to teaching, you know, math and science and history and do it the correct way. There's nothing wrong with teaching correct black history. Nothing wrong with it at all. Nothing. 100% in support of teaching it. I am all in. Where I draw the line, though, is all of your appropriations. I draw the line when you try to make white people look bad. I draw the line when you try to put Asians that can't get into the class because they're too smart. 
I draw the line at all these things as a parent. And I, one thing I will say that I think most parents listening to this program will agree with and most agree with across the nation, get rid of sex ed. It is not the teacher's responsibility nor the school district to do our parental duties of teaching our kids sex ed. You rip sex ed out of the schools, there is no more gays, there is no more trans ideology, none of this stuff anymore happens. None of it. Because you cannot teach it anymore. You rip those disgusting books out, like all these people against Ron DeSantis in Florida. Are you out of your mind? Have you read these books? They're talking about 11-year-olds reading books of anal sex. Get off your butts. And I'll give you a small tidbit, parents. If you really want to get back at the schools and hurt them where it hurts the most, which we know where that is, in their wallet, your kids are not getting the education that they deserve, nor the one that you are paying for. So what do you do? You hold your kids out of school. Keep them out of school a day a week. Have it a four-day school week. Have them do their work at home. Every day your child misses from that school is money taken out of that school's pocket. You want to send them a message? Keep your kids home one day a week. That'll financially wreck them. That's a 20% haircut automatically. So the, the fourth one was take a chill pill. Guess what the fifth one was? Not taking a pill. Step it up. Stop being so relaxed. So they want you to take a chill pill, but then they also want you to be more participating in the classroom. They want you to send not just one EpiPen, but two EpiPens. Uh, they want them to send more supplies for them so that if another child needs a pen or a pencil, you can share that. They, so they're yeah, they gotta, telling they them... Stop that. They're telling them they're doing too much, and then they're telling them they're not doing enough. They just cannot make up their mind in this. And so what we're talking about is we're talking about parents and teachers being at odds ends with each other because neither one is listening to each other. But who has the right? The parents have the right to say, this is what I want my kids to be taught, not teachers the other way around. I think they're simply explaining hey, take a chill pill, don't get so excited about everything, but step up your game with your donations because we're running out of money. That's basically what I get out of that. And I got, oh, well, no. I got a rebuttal for you. Oh, go ahead. No, they were, they were talking take a chill pill because they were challenging the teachers too much. That's what I mean. They want us to shut our mouths and open our wallets. That's it. That's all that those last four and five is. Shut your mouth, open your wallet. I got news yep. for you, teachers. All I've done as a parent is I keep my kid out of your school. And when the school calls me and says, hey, why is he out? And I say, well, because it's taking money from your school. And they literally said to me, is that really why you're keeping your kid out of school? And I said, yes. And I said, you guys aren't educating them anyways. So if you can't educate them, why should I pay you? Why should I let my federal tax dollars or my state tax dollars go to your pocketbook if you can't do your job? It's that simple. They don't like my response. They don't like what I do. We're at, we're at odds. But that's my way of letting them know. And, and they know that's right where it hurts the most. Just so you know, parents, that's why the schools have those rules of why your kids can't miss so many days. I got news for you. You can keep them out longer than that. I've done it. My first child graduated early, almost with honors. He was so bored in school. But yet, I still kept him out of school for more than a month a year every year more than a month. 
And the reason I did it was to hurt their pocketbook. And they've tried to come after me. And let me tell you something. They don't have a leg to stand on if that child can pass. And uh, to your point, um, I've got a uh, video here that, or uh, audio, um, I guess it's with video too. But uh, for our listening audience, uh, we have the audio uh, for an 11-year-old that uh, from a main middle school uh, chooses to read one of the books that he checked out in the library of his middle school. He reads it out loud to the, to the uh, school board, and then let's listen to uh, what this sounds like. If I remember correctly, the uh, either this child or another child's dad or mom tried to read this and was shut down by the school board. So they couldn't shut down this kid now. Very important to understand that. This book was on a stand. I'd like to read you a page. My back over my hips as I ask if we should take off, take our clothes off. And he's saying yes before I finish my sentence. He's pulling off my t-shirt, laughing when I can't undo his shirt buttons. He's undoing my belt. I'm reaching into his bedside drawer for a condom. We're kissing again. We're rolling over. Obviously, you can see where this is going. I don't know if it's because we're feeling especially emotional or just tired or these past couple of weeks have been too much but this reminds me so much of the first time we had sex we were both terrified and the whole thing was kind of terrible because we didn't know what we were doing but it was good too so good because we were a mess of emotions and we were scared and excited and everything felt new so this sort of thing this sort of feels like that nick touches me like he's scared that any minute. Now this book was at my middle school and it was on a stand. When I rented it out to show my dad it, uh, the librarian asked if I wanted more and if I wanted a graphic novel version. How horrible was that? It's horrible, Brad. It makes you want to puke as a parent to sit there and listen to such a disgusting display that they put in our schools. This is an 11 year old boy reading about this situation. It's totally, this goes back to what I said, rip sex ed out of school completely, be done with the problem, and you never have to deal with this again in a public school. And it wasn't enough that he check, was checking the book out and that he was going to read the book. The librarian offered more to him. To me, that is the most disgusting thing that you could do. Not You're giving this kid the ability to read pornographic material at the age of 11. Now, is that a librarian's choice to say, hey, do you want more stuff? No, it's the parent's choice. And this goes back to what we were just talking about. Who do these teachers think they are? You're trying to teach my kid before I want them taught sex ed. Well, like you said, I mean, the librarian is a pedophile. Literally Obviously. a pedophile. Like. That librarian needs to be arrested just on those comments. And people could say that's harsh. No, it's not. They're literally out there predatorily going after your kids. Anybody that disagrees, listen to what the librarian said. Listen to her. She came after and offered this. Would you like a visual? Are you kidding me? Well, we have laws on the books that prohibit pornography to children. How is it that a public school run by a state can have this stuff in it and yet a superintendent who allows this type of material isn't being arrested for putting out pornography to our children? I mean, is this, is this going to get to the point 
where people are literally out in the streets? Is that what they're trying to get us to? Or do they push us to the point where, you know, like a Stone Age policy like Social Security, we just figure it out and we phase it out? Because we should phase out public school. It should be done. It's it's not working. Money is being ripped off from the American people. It, your kids are getting dumber by the minute. Our education levels drop every second of every day. And yet we continue to give them more money. And guess what? Just like when nurses want to strike, oh, it's all for the betterment of the kids. And nurses say it's better the betterment of the of the of the people. Wrong. It's for your pocket. Chicago, what are they aren't they the highest paid teachers in the country at like an average salary of like a hundred or hundred and ten grand a year to teach? But yet they can't educate children. I mean, it's it's insane. If if a military company was making military grade weapons and couldn't make them correctly, the contract would get terminated and they would go to somewhere else. If Boeing couldn't make planes correctly, the contract would get terminated, they would go somewhere else, which is kind of what happened to Boeing for a number of years. Um, this is normal. So when things aren't working, parents, you are the only way to stop this madness. Literally, you're the only one. No politician's going to do it. At the end of the day, nobody cares. Get into those school meetings and tell them you want this done. And most importantly, vote them out. And clearly that librarian should have asked the question, are you sure this is a book you want to check out? So, Johnny, what I wanted to do was is I wanted to support everything that you just said. And I wanted to show an instance of where a parent does get off their butt, does get off the couch, goes to the school board, this happens to be in Florida, and wants to read from a pornography book. He tells that if there's any kid, well, you'll hear, you'll hear what happens here. But for me, this is just uh, supporting exactly everything that you're saying. This guy is doing everything right. And let's hear what the board has to say, why they won't let him read the book. My team, I represent No Left Turn in Education. That's the Florida chapter. I also run the New York chapter. I'm also a member of Moms for Liberty. Some of our members are present. Um, tonight, I'm going to give a sampling from three books that are in our libraries, the Fleming School and the Oakleaf School. And then we can discuss, you can discuss the process by which these books get on the shelves. Because there's a Clay County employee that got paid to put this book, Lucky, by Alice Sebold. I'm going to read things. If there's children watching, cover their ears. He began to need I'm going to stop you right there, sir. I'm going to stop you right there. Turn the microphone off. Turn off his microphone, please. I've told you I'm stopping you. The reason I'm stopping you is because these meetings are, if you'll hush your mouth for a minute and listen, instead of just talking, you may only learn something. Well, the problem is, sir, is these meetings are broadcast. There are people at home that are watching it on YouTube. There are people that are watching it on community television. Are you going to listen or are you going to run your mouth? You'll get it back. But you'll get it back to talk about something besides reading pornography into a, a public television set. Well, let me explain something to you. There are federal and state laws that prohibit you from saying the things that you're getting ready to say on television. There are state laws that prohibit and federal communications laws that prohibit you from publishing these things to a child. You don't have the you don't have the ability at this point to determine who's watching the television show. And for you to say, everybody cover your ears just doesn't cut it.
if you go to if if you go to television and you look before anything that comes on that's offensive they have it graded as r nc17 pg or g or x now if if you put something on the television without that you are violating state and federal law number one number two if you'll hush a minute and listen you'll learn something okay there are ways for you to have this removed from the library and to have it reviewed if the the policy that's going to probably be passed tonight as a temporary policy has the ability has the ability it will has the ability for you to make an objection in writing mr daly has been very very easy to work with with these things and he will have it removed from the shelf while it's being reviewed by a committee the committee will make a decision as to whether it belongs on the library shelf or whether or not it's obscenity under a 47.01 obscenity for minors mr Brown, now, uh, i'm sorry mr bickner mr daly wanted to add something since you yeah, if, if i may I, I totally get yeah i totally understand what you're saying and, and you know we have a hundred thousand different copies roughly in our media collections that have been procured over the years. Is it possible in those millions of pages that there are things that are objectionable and under the new law unallowable? Absolutely. The truth of the matter is this, when the school board uh, member stopped him and said, you do not have the right to put po pornography out on this station because of the public broadcast that it is, he automatically automatically made himself guilty of putting pornography in front of kids because you wouldn't allow the guy to read it because it was pornography per your own words, but yet it's in our school districts. I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you this to the, to the dad, to the, to the gentleman doing this. I tip my hat to you. The rest of you out there, get off your butts like this guy did and take a more physical action. I don't care what anybody says. This school board literally admitted it's pornography and you cannot read it as a grown man because it could be broadcast in front of kids. But yet, right then and there, he admits to it being in the schools and yet still called it pornography. Sir, you should be arrested. This is disgusting and it's vile and it's debauchery. I'm, I'm pissed. The fact that he I used the word tell. pornography, Brad, lost me. It lost me right there because you admitted you're breaking the law. Well, that's the that's the point I wanted to make here is I wanted to make the point that they won't let somebody read it without a rating on it, but they'll leave it in a in a library for an 11, 12 year old to read, but they won't allow them to read it over the TVs. What's the double standard? The SEC or the FCC, they have rules that you can't do that. So is that what we need to do? We need to put in place rules that you can't put those books in a middle school or high school they can be in secondary but maybe not middle school or high school is that what we need to do and they made they it very simple in school period they made it simple right they said there's a form you have to fill out then we'll take it out of circulation and then we'll review it that doesn't mean they're going to take it out of the school that just means no, and then gonna it, go it's going to be it's going to be the committee right and we'll see whether or not it's pornography or not he's part of a group that it what is it no left turn in school you know people you really got to embrace the fact that what are they doing to your children i mean they're teaching your children about 
anal sex, graphic anal sex, when your kids are 9, 10, 11 years old, they're teaching them about graphic sexual positions. They're teaching them what, a, what oral sex is. If you're not losing your marbles over this, if you're not getting upset, if your blood isn't boiling right now, do you have a heartbeat? Do you care about children? I have to say something here to Democrats. Then you're not listening to me. You want to kill them in the womb. You want to uneducate them. You want to teach them your vile debauchery. You want to teach them how to mutilate themselves. This is what you teach our kids. I have to be honest. Because there is going to come a time and a day when if this agenda continues to push and this woke nonsense doesn't get broken, people are going to snap. People, you have to understand freedom. It comes with consequences for your actions. When you teach somebody's child to cut off their private parts and change themselves and you offer them the, the avenues to do so without any parental guidance, without any psychological help, Without parents knowing, Americans, you should get pissed because what they're doing to our kids is absolutely disgusting. I'm wondering if that 11-year-old would have checked out a, the Bible. Would that librarian have said, would, do you want more like this? Oh, that's a great question. I would also like to ask um, if they have a Bible in their, in their school. I, again, it's, it's the way these laws are written. I just, I'm sad and I'm frustrated and I'm angry as a parent. Most, and I think parents should be. I don't think they see it as a, as a problem having. And if they've got over 100,000 books, like that guy said, they better have the Bible in there. So, um, yeah. No, that's, uh, a different, can, that's a different argument, right? I just, that's a different one. I don't think you should have to apologize for getting fired up. I think we need more people to get fired up. We're not promoting violence on this program either. But no. America, at some point, you need to stand up. Well, and I think what you're saying is, is don't let it get to violence, right? Right. Step up today, Never. fill out the paperwork, get rid of the pornography books. Don't let it get to violence. I mean, that's what that's happened with the Civil War, right? It got, to, it got right. to violence. I mean, how dumb was that, right? I mean, let's see here. We could go to a Civil War or we could free people. Why have a war over that? Are we going to have a Civil War in America because of the woke culture? I don't think so. I think the woke culture is getting broke. We've been reading articles left and right about not only parents fighting back. We've seen uh, Texas A&M just ruled that they are no longer having any more of the woke agenda as part of their tuition or excuse me, their acceptance policy or their hiring process. We've seen uh, there is a Christian school out there. I'm trying to think of what state it was in, but the Christian school, this was a wonderful article. The Christian school, Brad, they're actually going under. Now, you just heard this from a Christian. I'm a Christian. I'm, I'm a proud Christian. But you just heard from a Christian that I said a Christian school is closing, and this is good news. And people are thinking, how could that be good news? We're supposed to spread the gospel. We're supposed to spread Jesus Christ, the love. How is that good news? Because the school went woke. That's why. The school put out <laughs> a woke agenda. And when the school put out a woke agenda, they thought their funding was just going to keep pouring in. Well, guess what happened, everybody? Within a year and a half, their, their, their donors 
2% of their donors came from churches, but roughly something like 90% of the donors in those that they get, the donations they get come from the people inside those churches, those 2%. And when those churches pulled their funding and said, no, we're not supporting this woke ideology. You're not going to teach our Christian children this, this debauchery. Well, guess what? All the parishers said, oh, pff, we're out of here too. And their funding dropped like a rock. And now the school is forced to close because they can't do it. Now, some people would say that's bad. That's sad. No, it's not. The only way to win this argument with these people is to hurt their pocketbook. You don't take it where they hurt the most. It doesn't matter. You don't want Amazon and Walmart? Stop shopping there. You want mom and pop stores? Stop shopping at Amazon and Walmart. You got to take your money and you got to let it talk for you. Just like, I don't know if you heard tonight, but Hershey's just went full woke. They brought out their new candy bar commercial. It's all about trans women's rights. Guess what? We and the other group, we are automatically shutting you down. We are not buying your product. Anything from a Hershey's factory, anything associated with Hershey's, we are not touching anymore. Lord, Brad, you could get me rolling on this whole woke thing. Private Christian school went woke and now it's broke and permanently closing its doors. Last year, Urban Christian Academy in Kansas City added a statement to its website citing its belief in the holiness of the LGBTQIA plus community. Within six months, Urban Christian Academy had lost 42 percent of its funding and by the end of the year it had lost 80 percent local churches that supported the school cited the new belief statement as the reason they pulled their funding so kansas city missouri there is no more urban christian academy and i i when i was looking for this i noticed there was an article out there that said private schools christian schools is an answer to public school woke agenda you got to get it right if you're going to fight the woke public schools, you can't be woke yourself. And I agree with you. I think the the wokeism has has hit its heights. I think that uh, people uh, see through it all, and I think it's done. And I, I think it's on its way down. And you know, fortunately, my kids are almost graduated. You know, second one's working out of school here, and he's very conservative. So I'm not really worried about it. Uh, Liz Cheney got a new job. Did you hear that? I did not fill me in. I don't really follow, you know, cranky Liz. She's a she's a washed up husband. Liz Cheney to serve as professor of practice with UVA Center for Politics, former congresswoman to offer guest lectures in classes and public events, as well as participate in research. Yeah, wow. she's the one. We, she's the one we need researching. Yeah, well, isn't it funny? I mean, we called her a rhino her entire career. We've been like, "Hey, everybody up there, she's a rhino. Why don't you guys wake up?" Kind of like we scream about Mitt Romney and Lindsey Graham, a couple of just absolute rhinos. Hey, by the way, if you want a re- Ukraine war, for all of you that don't think, and I just want to throw this out there because we haven't talked about it, Brad, but for all of the people out there that actually think that America is not going to enter this war on the ground. I got news for you. You think your Republican Congress is going to stop it? Remember, there were 212 Democrats who lined up single file to vote Hakeem Jeffries. How many times? 11, 12, 16? I don't remember the count. It was an absurd amount. Every single time they, they voted lock, stock, and barrel right down the line. How many Republicans does it take to make that pass through Congress? 
And we already know where the Senate lands. So my point is, is this. All you Americans who think we're not going to war with Russia, I got news for you. I think we are going to war. And the reason we're going to war is because Joe Biden has to cover up all of the criminal activity that's happened with him and Hunter. His laptop's being buried. The FBI story's being buried. The DOJ is in control of the FBI. We've learned that this week. We've learned that Dr. Fauci completely lied. We learned that they bribed two scientists this week to cover up COVID. We learned that the COVID lab this week was Wuhan, even though they say it's a low level of, of, of information or low level of intelligence. Look, all signs point that direction. Where there is smoke, there is fire. We've learned a tremendous amount. We're going to war with Russia. I firmly believe that. Boy, how do you follow that? That's very depressing news. Um, to, well, you, 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 you go to and hold go, your politicians accountable. To go to wokeism, uh, leaving us uh, the Quinnipiac poll. Quinnipiac University, they're famous for their polls. Um, homelessness and affordable housing is top of mind as most urgent issues in California. Seven in 10 voters don't want Governor Newsom to run for president in 2024. Asked to choose the most urgent issue facing California today, 50% of the people said homelessness, affordable housing, and inflation. So once again, greedy California, right out of the gates. Um, We want our homeless people off the ground and we want our government to spend all of our money doing it. And we want more affordable housing because we live in a paradise of perfect weather and everybody wants to be here. And we really don't want everybody here, but we want everybody here and we don't want borders. But we do want borders, but we don't want borders. Was that your Joe Biden impersonation? (laughs) uh, California is the they think they are the good stuff of America. I got news for you, California. You are absolutely energy dependent on the rest of the country. You can spill out all of your money that you make. You can talk about your GDP and you can talk about all the wonderful things you do. You don't do a lick of it without the rest of us. Just remember that. Remember the article I read today that Hollywood became Hollywood because the movies, yeah, the movies in the 1800s were, were in New York and New Jersey. Right? Where was Edison? Right. New Jersey. Edison was New Jersey, correct. Yep. And so the people that wanted to make the movies, they fled because Edison had over Edison a thousand, to rip them off. He had over a thousand <laughs> patents. And you really couldn't make a movie unless you went to Edison uh, on the East Coast. So they went, they fled to California, started Hollywood. The rest is history. And what was the comment you made today? Yeah, what it? would California be? Had Hollywood, had Edison not been a scientific doctor, Dr. Fauci, think about how bad that was, right, Brad? I yeah. mean, you're, you're making all these movies in New York and New Jersey and all this stuff's happened, all these silent films, everything's great, right? And along comes some guy that can help your business, obviously with lights, right? He, he can help your business, right? He can do all kinds of stuff, electrical lights, everything, right? But yet he controls it all to the point where it's so bad These people had to actually flee, what, 3,600 rough miles or something like that to the other side of an entire nation so they could film their stuff. I mean, is Edison really a great guy or was he just a scientific mafia man? How many patents did he hold and how hard is it to enforce all of those patents? I mean, good Lord, he had patents on everything. I would, I would have to believe he probably had a lot of heavy financial backers that 
you know, put up the money to help him with these scientific experiments, getting the patents done, and then literally saying, hey, anybody who breaks it, we're coming after him. And I mean, that would be the reason why a Hollywood would become a Hollywood. Did he want 10%? Did he want 15? I mean, how much of the profit would Edison had to have asked for in order for you to say, you know what, I'm pulling up stakes and I'm going to the opposite end of the country? Maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't money. Maybe it, it was the be. utility. Well, but really, but wait a minute now, think about it. I mean, look at, here's a great example. Look at Ray Kroc with McDonald's, right? It wasn't Ray Kroc's McDonald's before Ray Kroc. It was another, two other guys owned it, but Ray Kroc totally burned them. He told them, piss off. I'm going another direction. I don't care what you guys say. I don't care what lawsuits you bring against me. Your product sucks. You're too demanding. You want too much. You say no too often. I'm going another way. That could have well, been the simplicity of it with Edison is that he was holding them hostage. Well, it could be, I guess you're right. It could be that he just said, you know what? These are my patents. You can't make anything like it. You either, well, what does he have to say? Buy my product or nothing at all? So it was or about does money. Edison, well, right? was it? Or does Edison say, I don't like you. I'm not letting you make movies. You go make them the old fashioned way. That isn't what you patent things for. That isn't what you invent things for. You invent things so that people, you make people's lives better, right? I got <laughs> a patent, crack for you. That's Tell okay. that the to Bill Gates. The patent is so that someone can't steal your idea, right? So um, I, think, right. Uh, I, I think I'm going to choose to think the best of Edison. And I'm going to say maybe he got a little greedy and wanted 25% of everything. And that was too much for them. They said, we're out of here. If it was 5% or they wanted, he wanted them to buy the product from them. Then it was purely greed on the Hollywood people's part. And uh, we should have Hollywood in New Jersey. How weird would that be? Hollywood, yeah. in New Jersey. Uh, it, it was there. I mean, Hollywood was New Jersey and New York. That's right. where, you know, even if you go back, uh, I think it was, um, I'm trying to think here, going back, uh, Little Orphan Annie. Uh, great movie. Loved it. Um, loved the scene where she goes into the movie theater. The little orphan girl goes to the movie theater. Obviously, Daddy Warbucks rents out the whole theater. Virtually, she's in heaven and seeing this picture on the film, in the theater, New York, the lights, everything. It's awesome. It's a wonderful experience. And now all that goes away and goes because of one man. Did that man have too much power? I'd say so. Kind of like Bill Gates. We'll have to read the story and update uh, our listeners. Well, I think about all the, the people of the world with power now. You got Bill Gates, George Soros, right? A couple of people here and there. Uh, what about Bezos. Elon Musk? Jeff Bezos? Yeah, you got a bunch of them, you know? Uh, don't forget about our friend Klaus, Klaus Schwab over there at the uh, at the uh, World Economic Forum. That guy's just a real winner. Um, and Waltons. of course, Fauci's made a fortune. Uh, the Waltons, the Vanderbilts. I mean, there's so many. Even the, um, uh, what is it there? The Rothschilds. I mean, they're still generationally rich. Uh, people have no idea the Rockefellers. These are generational families of rich people, and they're the ones that pull the strings on all of us. We outnumber all the politicians. We outnumber all the crooked leaders. We outnumber everyone. The people do. Quit letting them divide you. Stop with all these crazy agendas. Was it weird not having Captain Morgan here today? You know, you made me converse more than I wanted to, and <laughs> you, you got me fired up where, you know, normally we let Captain Morgan do the firing up and I try to be the, 
you know, responsible party here with a good intellectual thought. But unfortunately, <laughs> you know, Captain's not here tonight. I hope he gets well soon. You had but to you let know. me talk when we did the fired up subjects, and that's not a good thing. Sorry. I don't like getting angry. I don't. I love passion. You know, you know what they have to understand? Yep, you are passionate about these topics. And well, thank you. Uh, you get fired up. You don't mean anything by it. You just get fired up. And you, you get to the point where I got to do something about it. You know, I appreciate that. I saw that in you the first time we met. I knew that you were a sincere, honest man. You had passions. And uh, you, uh, you definitely um, changed my life for it. So we're doing this podcast because of it. So well, and I knew I, you were a, and I knew you were a guy that was real down to earth and knew how to control his emotions, even in the worst scenarios. And, you know, I will tell you in a life and death scenario, and I've been in a number of them, I kind of shut it all down and everything works out great and I'm totally calm. But when I have a chance to digest what's happening and I think about that impacting my personal life, like my, my son, you know, like if my son was hiding this and the school was helping him and you know, to go through these changes and they're hiding them from me and they're hiding a conversation and they're not allowing us parents to do our job and be a part of their life. That stuff just, it, it's like sticking a knife in my heart and just twisting. Um, I, I, I can't, it's tough for a parent to control their emotions. That's what I got for you tonight, Brad. All right. Well, it was another great conversation. You got fired up. We ended up with some great uh, information. I hope, uh, you had a great time, and I hope Captain Morgan gets better. We'll see you next time. Yeah, and don't be a politician like my brother. <laughs> Adios. Auf Wiedersehen. Yeah. Like, subscribe. Make sure you like and subscribe. And click the button. Yes, up, thumbs up, all that good jazz. Have a great night. Got it, love you.